Welcome to the Anti-Average Podcast. My name is Justin Carrico, and my goal is to help you stick it to the status quo. Listen, I want to do that by provoking you towards your potential. I believe we were all created to do more, to be more, and to leave a legacy of more. Now, I want to dig into the topic for today. I have to confess up front that this is probably one of my favorite topics to discuss. In fact, I don't know if you've been listening for a while, but uh, we had a value. I talked about five ways to increase your value as a leader podcast. That one and this one are probably my favorite so far. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and check it out. I, I totally believe it will add value to you. But I want to I want to dig into today and I want to do that by asking you a question. If I was to ask you how distractible you are, what would you say? If, if on a scale of one to 10, one is I'm a rock, I'm solid, I can't be swayed, I'm just not distractible at all, and 10 being, oh, look, there's a fly, or oh, look, there's a squirrel. I'm literally distracted by everything. If you're on a scale of one to 10, how distractible are you? I want you to go ahead and just mentally, if you're driving for sure, uh, if not, write down a number. If you're listening to this somewhere and you have a piece of paper around or pen or whatever, write down a number. I am I am this distractible. Maybe you're a five, you're in the middle of the road, or maybe you're seven and you're extremely distractible and literally you can get off task by someone saying something and it just doesn't take much for that to happen. So think about the number one to 10, one being solid, 10 being super distractible. My goal for us today is to remind you that we need you. This world needs your absolute best and most focused work. We need the work you were created to do. Truth being told, your impact is too important to be ignored. Your impact is too important to be ignored. Maybe just for a moment, you need to soak that in. You need to remember that. You need to let that refresh your heart or awaken something within you because it is true. Your impact is too important to be ignored. Your community needs it. Your organization needs it, your staff, your employees, your team, and ultimately even your family needs your important work. Your impact is too important to be ignored. I, I was reminded of how important our purpose is when I was reading a story in Mark chapter one, and I was, I was kind of caught off guard by um, maybe just all the people wanting to be with Jesus and just caught off guard by reading it that maybe the response of how Jesus, um, what kind of what he says actually to these people. So this is the story from Mark 1. Um, Jesus has been in the temple and he's teaching and then he goes to Peter's house and, and while he's there, people start flocking to the door of the house. They, they're either wanting to be healed or they're bringing people who want to be healed or actually they're just coming to watch. And it literally says in verse 33 of Mark 1, the whole town gathered at the door to watch. So you got to picture this community 
and they're all here at Peter's house and, and they're watching Jesus heal people and, and do these incredible things. And then the next morning, it says Jesus gets up early. It's still dark outside and he slips off to this quiet place by himself. And, and there's so much truth there to be to be heard. I, I hope that you'll uh, hear this at least. Uh, you need time alone, right? As a leader, you need time alone. You need margin if you're going to be an incredible leader. So Jesus slips off to this quiet place by himself. The crowd returns to the house that next morning. And so Peter and the other disciples, they go looking for Jesus. And when they finally find him, I want you to hear how this plays out. Verse 37, it says, when they found him, this is Peter and the other disciples. It says, when they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you. Now, just, just for a moment, you got to believe if that was said to you or if that was said to a, a leader, whatever it may be, it, everybody's looking for you, right? Doesn't that make you feel special? Doesn't make you feel wanted? Doesn't that make you feel famous or popular or whatever? It, literally, they're coming to Jesus and they say, listen, everybody's looking for you. Listen to his response. It says, Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the towns nearby so that I may preach there also, for that is why I came. So, so Peter finds Jesus and tells him, hey, everyone is looking for you. Uh, they want to see you. They, they can't wait to see you again. They can't wait to see all that you're going to do. Just like you did last night, they want to see it again. And Jesus' response is, eh, let's go to the next town. Listen, I, transparently, if maybe this is your first interaction with Jesus, this does not sound like the loving Jesus that everyone talks about, right? Everybody's looking for him. He goes, ah, let's go to the next town. But actually, it is the most loving response he could have. You see, Jesus knew his purpose. Jesus knew how important his work was. Jesus knew his why, and he couldn't be distracted from it, not for popularity, not for ease or comfort, not even for likability, right? Everybody, everybody's looking for you. Hey, I've, I've got to go to the next town. I've got to keep going. I can't be distracted with popularity. I can't be distracted just because everybody else wants me to stay here and wants me to keep doing these things, wants me to keep healing people. I've got to stay focused on my purpose and I got to keep moving to the next town. The impact he would make was too important to be ignored. Jesus refused to let distractions dictate his day. So I was thinking about this particular scenario. Okay, how does that play for us how, in, the, in the world in which we live, in the culture in which we live? How do we, how do we really step into this? How can we begin to implement some of this? And I want to give you, I'm not going to call them practical tips. I think it's more just thoughts to maybe help you gain back your focus and to maybe increase your impact, at least to give you something to chew on and say, you know what, I, I want to try that and see if that helps me gain back my focus. I'm going to see if this helps me not be so distracted so that I can do the best work that I was created to do. So I've always heard uh, control what you can, cope with what you can't. So control what you can, cope with what you can't. Um, so I want to ask you, in your typical day, is it easier for you to control your mornings or is it easier for you to control your afternoons? So in, in your typical day, and I, 
I know listening, there are maybe some who are working a swing shift, and so that kind of plays into it. I know there are some who are maybe, uh, they're, they're, you would say, hey, I'm a night owl, I'm a morning person. Uh, but really, when you think about it, if you were to nail it down, your typical day, is it easier for you to control your mornings or your afternoons? I've found for me, afternoons are miserable and mornings are the only part of the day that I can control. Now, sometimes that means I'm getting up at four, I'm getting up at five, but usually in that realm of the four or the five, whatever it is, I really just don't have many distractions during that time. No one is, you know, buzzing my phone with a text message or calling me or no one's shooting me an email that I really just have to check right then or, or saying, hey man, I need you to get over here. There's, there's few distractions that are happening early in my morning. And so for me, that's when I've got to be able to get ahead. That's when I've got to be able to focus my time. That's when I've got to be able to, to work on the things that I need to. And I love, uh, there's a book, I may not be saying his name correctly. There's a book by Craig Ballantyne. Uh, it's called The Perfect Day Formula. This is, uh, it's a, it was a great, easy read. Uh, I read it several years ago. And I remember from that, he has this daily motto or this daily mantra, and I have seriously held on to this for so many years and believe it to be true. And here's the daily motto or mantra that he has. Control your mornings, conquer chaos in your afternoons, and then concentrate on what matters in the evening. Uh, I'm going to say that again, just in case you're, you're where you can write it down or you want to store it away, maybe in some capacity. It says, control your mornings. Control your mornings, conquer chaos in the afternoons, and then concentrate on what matters in the evening. I love this because really the only part of our day is, is that we can control is our mornings. We get to control maybe how we wake up. We get to control maybe what we do within that first 15 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe even an hour of the day. And so we get to control that part of our day. And then I love how that flows into the rest of the, the afternoon even. If I control my mornings, then that frees me up to give my best to my staff or to my community or to the organization that I'm leading. It, it frees me up to give my best to the problem solving things that may come up or to the fires that need to be put out. Because I've already controlled my mornings. I've already done my most important work before I even have to deal with any of the chaos in the afternoon. And you may say, okay, well, how does that even free up then for nighttime? Well, here's the truth of it. If I didn't get the stuff done that I need to early in the morning, then that would push it to the afternoon or, or the chaos is going to come and then that delays it. And then I don't get to concentrate on what matters in the evening. And so for me, for me to concentrate on what matters in the evening is for me to concentrate on my family. If I can control my mornings and do my most important work in the morning, then I'm already getting ahead of the game. I'm putting out the fires and controlling some of the chaos in the afternoon. And then literally in the evening, I'm not having to work harder or more. I'm not having to carry over projects to nighttime. Instead, I, I really get to concentrate on what matters and that is my family. I get to concentrate on what matters in the evening. So if I can control the first part of my day, I can cope or I can handle whatever else is thrown at me because I can conquer the chaos in the afternoon. And then that frees me up to then concentrate on what matters in the evening. I've heard that people have like these three hour 
uh, windows, two hours. I've heard up to five hours. I'm not sure that's necessarily true, but um, uh, Craig Ballantine calls it this magic time. He, it, it talks about a time where you get three times as much work done as you would at any other time of the day. So for him to for that to control your mornings, what that means is, hey, this out here is this magic time, as he calls it, and he gets three times the work done because he's having less distractions. He's controlling, honestly, uh, he's controlling when people get to enter into his life because he's getting up at a certain time and he's working and he's knocking out these projects. And so he's he's getting three times as much work done because he's not multitasking and he's not distracted. There's another uh, book written by Carrie Newhoff. It's an incredible book as well. And it talks about this green zone. And he says in this green zone that that's when you have the most energy. And because you have the most energy and the most focus, you can get three times the work uh, done as well during this time if you are focused and undistracted and you give it your best. And so he talks about blocking off this green zone or this magic time that you ruthlessly need to protect it from others. Uh, and, and again, for me, it's from when I wake up. I love waking up early. It's from when I wake up to somewhere around nine, maybe 10 in the morning. That's just when I get the majority of my work done. And if I'm transparent, that's when I get my best work done. It's early in the morning when I can control my morning and then that frees me up to give my absolute best to the staff, to the team that I work with, and then ultimately to give my best to my family at night because I get to concentrate on it. I love this uh, saying, quote, I actually don't know who it's from. Um, it, it says, if you want to be productive and successful, you can't let your worst behaviors become your habits. I want to say that one more time so that you soak this in. If you want to be productive and successful, you cannot let your worst behaviors become your habits. I think even with uh, Ben Franklin, he says, uh, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And so I want to challenge you as we're wrapping up this particular podcast, as we're closing, I'm going to challenge you actually with a task or at least something to consider doing. Um, I want to encourage you or challenge you to write some rules for your life. Now, listen, if you are the rebellious type, if you kick against it, and, and probably, honestly, if you're listening to this podcast where we're challenging you to stick it to the status quo, you're probably one of these people. You're like, I don't want rules in my life. I don't want these things to be boxed in. I get it. But there's freedom in the rules that you set for yourself. And so I want to I wanna challenge you to maybe write three to five rules that you would then start to live your life by and you would watch some things change. So when we talk about controlling your mornings and conquering chaos in the afternoons and concentrating on what happens in the evening, there's actually maybe some rules that you need to establish for your life. And I'm going to share with you three um, that I am starting to live by. Right? These are some three rules that I've written and I want to start to live by and see how it helps me. So as you're writing your rules, Think about what distracts you the most. So I'm going to give you just, you know, maybe some examples. Maybe you would say, hey, you know what? Social media distracts me the most. I, I can't help but watch these cat videos or I can't help but watch somebody's cooking. I know I'm never, ever going to cook that, but I got to, for some reason, watch them prepare the entire meal and watch this video of them, of them cooking. Whatever it is, if you say, hey, Social media maybe is a big distraction to me. Maybe, maybe it's email. 
that you open up your email and you see all these emails and, and some of them are just junk mail. Some of them have to have responses, some of them don't. And then all of a sudden you, you click on something that's just junk mail and it takes you off to this website. And next thing you know, an hour later, you end up purchasing something that you didn't really need in the first place. So maybe you would say, hey, a distraction for me maybe is, is email. Maybe you would say, hey, once I turn my phone on or once I take it off, do not disturb. Or once I get out of bed, and I start to even just open my phone. I just become totally distracted. I want you to think about what distracts you the most and maybe write a rule about that. So I'm going to share three rules that I've written. I'm, I'm still adding to this, but these are three that for me, I think will lead to uh, sticking actually in my life and lead to me being more productive because I'm less distracted. So here are the rules that I've written for me. I've just told you that I want to control my mornings. And so I want to get up. I want to get up four, five, whatever it is. I want to make sure I have adequate sleep and that I get up early in the morning. So rule number one for me is I will be in bed by 9 p.m. every weeknight. 9 p.m., I'll be in bed. Here's what I didn't say. I didn't say I'm going to be asleep by 9. I can't control that. But what I can control is I can control getting in bed at 9 p.m. Maybe that's me getting in bed to read, trying to fall asleep. Maybe that's just promoting uh, sleep, but for me, I will be in bed every weeknight by 9 p.m. This leads to me waking up earlier, which I know leads to me doing my best work the very next morning when I wake up. I have that magic time or I have that green zone that allows me to do three times the work, if not more than that, in that first couple of hours that I'm awake and I'm controlling. Rule number two for me. I want to make some healthier food choices. I want to make some healthier choices. I want, to, I want to feel better. I want to focus on nutrition. I want to focus on even just the health of my body. And so rule number two for me is I will drink water with every meal. I, I, I love a particular soft drink. If I can have it, I will drink it. And so for me, if I, if I eliminate it from my house, we don't keep it in my house so that it's more of a treat for me. But now I'm telling myself, hey, even if I go to a restaurant, I will not have that particular soft drink or I will not have a soft drink at all with my meal. Rule number two for me is I will drink water with every meal. That is going to allow me or lead me to make healthier food choices. That's not saying I won't have one. Maybe in the afternoon. Maybe I come across it somewhere else. Maybe I'm taking a, a drive or we're going on a vacation, whatever it is. I may have a soft drink then. But for me, the rule is I will not drink it at a meal. I will drink water with every meal. This leads me to making healthier food choices. Rule number three for me, and this I hear really has to do with my distractibility, really has to do with things that do distract me. I will not check email or social media before lunch. I will not check email or social media before lunch. This leads me to being more focused. Now, listen, you may say, oh, I can do that. My job is way too important. I can't wait until lunch. I get it. Say 10 a.m. Tell yourself, hey, I'm going to get into the office uh, 30 minutes earlier, an hour earlier before everybody else. I'm going to have my door shut for the first hour and a half, two hours. I'm really going to focus in on the things that I need to get done. And then at nine or 10, I will check email. I was sharing this content with someone who leads an organization, leads a business. And, and she was telling me that 
um, she's going to start shutting her door for the first two hours of her day and telling her staff, hey, listen, this has nothing to do with you. I, I love you. I want to put out the fires. But for me to do that, I have to be fully focused and to do the work that I'm supposed to do with everything that I am for the first two hours of the day so that you get my best for the rest of the day. I love her attitude about that. Just saying, hey, listen, I'm going to tell them up front, I'm doing this. And, and again, just like Jesus, this seems like it's unloving, but actually it's the most loving thing that I can do. I'm going to focus in. I'm going to control my mornings so that I can be fully available for you and conquer any chaos that may come up in the afternoon. So I'm going to be in bed by 9 p.m. every weeknight. I'm going to drink water with every meal, and I will not check my email or social media before lunch because that leads me to being more focused. Listen, I know there are distractions that come at us from every angle. You can be distracted by anything you want to in the culture and in the world in which we live. But I want to encourage you, don't let others dictate your day. Determine what matters and don't be distracted by what doesn't. Because your calling is too great not to care about it. Your purpose is too valuable to be pushed back to the background. And your impact is too important to be ignored. Listen, I'm honored that you would spend today with me, that you would join me on this podcast, that you would watch on YouTube. If you have found this to be helpful in any way, I want to encourage you to share it. I, don't get me wrong. I would love for you to do this, but not just for, for me to, to love you and to say, hey, thanks for sharing. But instead, more importantly, our world needs those who are not letting distractions dictate their day. And they're giving their best and most focused work to the world around them. So thanks for joining. I'm, I'm hoping that you can take this, implement it, and begin to stick it to the status quo.